FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 420 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason Pretzels in my eyebrow, Venable, and I'm joined making his triumphant flashback return, Pat, high on the battle-meter, Gunter. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey, Jason. <laughs> high on the battle-meter? The bad-o-meter. I think it's how Jubilee I remember someone saying that to me, too. I remember... <laughs> Well, hello. Thanks, thanks hey. a lot for having me on. Jason, this is yeah, fun to come on. Back. Haven't been on in a while. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's been a little bit. So I appreciate you coming back on, talking some some Wolverine, uh, some Hammer Time, and uh, also the uh, we're going to bid adios to uh, Big Tex. So this will be his last issues on the Wolverine solo title. Though we might see him yeah. in another book a little bit down the road, but... um. And this is it for for Wolverine. So um, I, I wanted to get you on talk about one of the pr- premier artists of the '90s for Wolverine. So um, appreciate Ooh, I remember. You. I remember. I, oh, sorry. I totally stepped you there. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I'm always. Uh, what's the word? I'm always uh, boasting Mark Texieri on yeah. uh, the Facebook page and stuff. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> for years now, I've always like. Mark, Mark, <laughs> exclamation points. Very energetic style. It's uh, it's fun. It was fun to get back into this this last couple episodes. So yeah, I just was. I should say I just power listened. Uh, it's been crazy since I moved out to Vancouver from the other side of Canada. I used to live in Ontario. That's a, that's a and, big trip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I anyway. And I hadn't listened to the last episode that had the 60 to 65 on it. And I had power listened to it today. Nice. So I just listened to that today. Refresh your memory. And looked at at those issues a lot today. (laughs) Nice. Many many hours. (laughs) So you were primed and ready to go. I hope this doesn't offend you. uh, I couldn't help but notice the coincidence, you know, I, I, and this is this is stuff you say on Facebook, so I'm sure it's fine for you to mention. But um, you know, you, uh, you're one of my more, not probably not my most vocal, but definitely high on the register of of guys vocaling vocalizing their, uh, you know, support for legalization of marijuana and stuff. And and you landed on episode 420. So um, <laughs> oh really? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Awesome, man. Yeah. It's funny that you bring that up. You're a funny man. <laughs> All so this, right. This is episode 420? This is the 420? Yep, episode 420. Are you serious? <laughs> I've been doing this that long. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I don't. I certainly don't mind you bringing that up, and I do feel strongly about that. And glad it is legalized. And yeah. I enjoy your event. Might be able to tell here tonight. But, um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's ridiculous that it's episode 420, Jason. I know. It's a little nuts that I've been doing this for <laughs> over over 400 episodes. But um, wow. here we are. Here we are. So, um, hey, I think we're going to let you jump into number 66. 
Hey, I was, I was going to say, do you mind if I just wrote down a few things here before we jump right into it? Sure. I just had a few like opening thoughts. I was going to say yeah. before you got to that sentence. Okay. I feel, I feel like issues 60 to 65 were the main points of reference for the Wolverine movie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of similarity, um, just in plot points and tone and yeah. kind of the characterization was it. it I, I don't think I realized that when I watched the movie, but when I reread the issues, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> I remembered from owning those 1 to, one to 65 issues of this. I used to own, like, typical copies. So I remember I read them before I saw the movie. Yeah. And I was just thinking that during it, for sure. <laughs> like, nice. scene, there's scenes of them sitting in a helicopter when they're in that funny bantering scene with Deadpool. Right looking like just plain Ryan Reynolds and uh, <laughs> bantering each other in that, uh, yeah, tight confined helicopter. And, yeah, I can't think of any more at the moment. Anyways, oh, yeah. I was going to say... The, the introduction sorry, of Wraith and, and all that, so it was definitely... Yeah, yeah, thanks. Wraith with the cowboy hat on. Yeah. And looking like that, like Wraith is just stolen right out of, right out of those issues, that I would say. Yeah. His appearance, sure. anyways. And uh, after reading 60 to 65, is I was going to ask you, is Mary Mariko still your favorite Wolverine girlfriend, or is it Silvox now, as it should be? <laughs> oh, right to the controversy. Um, <laughs> you know, I do like them both. I, I think I probably still lean towards Mariko, but I was, I was very intrigued to kind of refresh my memory on Silver Fox where she goes in the comics, because I forgot about the whole like, Hydra thing. Um, so I'm really curious to see how that continues to evolve. And of course, man, Larry Hammer really put, and it comes up, they actually mention it in this this block issues we're going to talk about tonight, but um, really put Logan through the ringer with like Mariko and Silver Fox dying like back to back. Like That yeah, was, yeah. that's some serious trauma. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is a rough time for sure. Are you? And I was going to say, I thought, um, okay, so I'm going to start to give away some opinions on these issues, Jason. Uh, I thought okay. these, I thought uh, the ones we're reading tonight were a step down from quality, step down in quality from 60 to 65. Uh, this doesn't seem like the creative team's A game. I feel like their A game was during that like 60 to 65. Well, maybe the, Anyways, the issues when it was text and Larry for sure. Those right. three out of the five, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The the Pachoa issue was not as good all the way around, but um, but yeah, the text issues. I, you know, I think I agree with you. We'll see how much that impacts my score, but I, I do agree those were a little bit stronger than the, than this set here. So. Three tonight, uh, yeah. And um, uh, I don't, I don't know too much about Mark. How do you say his name? By the, by uh, the Teixeira. 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 Say it again. It's, uh, Teixeira. Oh, Teixeira, really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Cajun. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I was kind of all these all this time. I was saying it like Mark Textieri <laughs> for whatever reason. That's how I read it. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I don't know too much about him. Do you know? You know, I I know a little bit about some other writers and seen some pictures of them. I've never even seen what that guy looks like for me. All these years, 
uh, blabbing about him on the Facebook page saying I like him. Uh, do you know much about him? Or uh, No, I mean, just as art. I, so I was really big into stuff? him growing up because of his work on Punisher. Because I was a big Punisher fan oh, as a kid. Okay. Um, oh, and, Punisher. Cool. Yeah, he did some War Journal stuff and then did a little bit of the regular series. And I, In fact, he was one of the reasons... He and Silvestri are like why I started really collecting this the Wolverine solo series. So he's very much like one of my foundational Wolverine artists, uh, one of the first guys I really got into. But no, I don't know anything about like his career. I know so he was not one of the founders. Oh, sorry, Denise looked it up. He's Portuguese, so maybe he doesn't say Tashira. I know. So there's a guy in the Texas Rangers from Louisiana, and he was. Um, Something else to share, a lance, or I don't remember. But um, <laughs> and he spelled on, it the on, same way. On what did you just say on Texas Rangers? The Texas Rangers, the baseball team. Um, but um, no. So um, I know that he was not one of the founders, but he did go to Image and had a book called Union that was part of like the Jim Lee universe over there at, on on Image, okay. and then um, he also, you know, one of the things we'll talk about on the podcast a little bit down the road. His last work for Marvel, I think, is a Sabretooth miniseries. Um, so, which, oh, which okay, I right. that four-part Sabretooth series that's coming out. Yes, so he I has think, that like he has that uh, like female slave named Birdie. Yes, it's kind of weird. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Just just checking if it's the right miniseries. I'm thinking. Of. Yep, yep, yep. And it was right. Uh, it was right in that sweet spot where they started doing a bunch of like uh, X Men solo miniseries. That was the first Gambit series, uh, Sabretooth, I think. Not long after that was when they started the Bishop series. So they were they were kind of really really pushing the uh, the X line into new territory there. But um, uh, yeah. Hey, the la- last thing I had written down, Jason, is a question for you. The opening shot of the Marvel Studios X Men movie. What do you, if you had your way magically, what the the opening shot of the new movie? Did I already say that? Yeah. What do you, what do you want to see? Okay, so you're talking about like the uh, the red the banner with like the scenes flipping through it. Oh no, I just mean like just say as soon as all oh, the intro, oh, any oh, kind oh. of intro graphics or credits are done, and like the first full scene of the actors actually doing something, you know. On the new Marvel X Men movie, you know, whenever it happens in the future, what does right. Jason want to see? If he could have wave a magic oh, wand. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. Let me think about that a second. So, sure. coming into the MCU, you know what? I think I want. Oh man, that's tough. Um... <laughs> that's hard. One of the fun. Yeah. Um. You know, I think I just want. I want some mutant like being bullied or like you know run after and just a small x-men team maybe like just wolverine and rogue or wolverine and havoc or wolverine and jubilee like just kind of save him and protect him and then that kind of opens up to hey we're looking out for the mutants here's this place um you know no one's heard of us yet because we've been we've been staying underground but you know now it's time to to start start talking about stuff i don't know something like that I'd like to see Wolverine kind of be. I know. I know a lot of people have said, you know, a lot of X Men fans are like, 
you know, the whole franchise is pretty much centered around Wolverine. They want to see some other focus, but I still want him to be pretty involved. I mean, he's still one of the main X Men. <laughs> so okay, so that, that was yours. Maybe that's cool. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, you go. You go for that kind of vibe, like uh, just right away showing, uh, showing that they're kind of police for their own kind out there going around uh, vigilante style, saving people. Yeah. Yeah, kind of and a just, rescue, you know. Just establishing that they're the heroes and they're right. on the people's side. Yeah. Right. And what ah, about you? Cool. What, what would you like to see? Well, okay, so I had it ready already. So I'd say the opening scene, I'd love the credits to end, or the intro graphic, I mean, or any kind of intro stuff. And the first scene would be there, there you hear beat music like beat music uh-huh. from the 70s, 70s. and okay. they're they're in a small dark basement kind of a club you could say okay. and uh there's the opening shot it starts with a guy on stage and he's reading beat poetry jason <laughs> and <Nice. might> we... <laughs> uh, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 and uh and it's bernard nice okay <laughs> Straight to Bernard. I think you know, Path of Danger you, Room guys. What do you think very, of that? The Danger Room that, guys would be very proud of you. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but there's my idea. Awesome. I hey, you know what? I think you can actually you know what that would really work is like in an FX show. Oh. Like they did another like uh XF I'm sorry, FX mutant show. Have one that's like did you watch uh did you watch Legion? Legion, yeah, I watched some of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can see that kind that's of the vibe. Channel, that's the channel it was on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I I should say I just got I've got love for the Silver Age for yeah, sure. Definitely. So I just love those issues. Um I thought they were just I couldn't believe it when they were in that uh beat club <laughs> with uh Bernard. I just thought that was so ridiculous and funny. I just I got such a love for that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that would be pretty cool. All right. Well, you ready for uh, Wolverine number 66? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right. Issue 66. Um, Wolverine thinks he is in the past on one of his old missions. He comes back from bearing Silver Fox to the mansion and asks Professor X to unblock the memory of something or someone called Terry Adams. Reluctantly, Professor X attempts to do it. In the past, oh, and now scene switch in the past, Wolverine goes into an Ottawa motel to go specifically to room 23 for some reason. And he gets in the room and it turns out it's to get a mission, like 007 mission cash <laughs> in the floorboards of the floor with like 007, like a, all the IDs. You could have passports for any country and money and stuff and guns, guns, of course. And that's in there. And uh, next, he's in Russia getting on a bus while traveling. The bus is pulled over by muggers. Just uh, for a long story short, they shoot everyone on the bus, including Wolverine, then rob the bodies. They take everything but leave Wolverine's costume that he had in his bag. Yep. It's it's funny colored underwear, they say. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this is, uh, of course, written by Larry Hama. Uh, by Mark Teixeira with an art assist from Steve Biasi. 
uh, lettered by Pat Brousseau, colors by Steve Bucciolato. What do you think of the cover to 66? So the cover has Wolverine laying on the ground, and you got two smoking automatic barrels shooting at him. What, what do you think of this cover? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's nothing. It's pretty good. It's nothing like crazy, crazy good. But uh, it, yeah, it's good. I like the red color in the background. I mean, but uh, just like doesn't really give this enough uh, graphicness with like some reality of like seeing the wound in those holes in the front and some red blood on the front of the shirt to make give it like real like feel like. I'm really looking at some of the discuss shot because they just right. black it out, you know, just for yeah. uh, censorship reasons. And yeah, it's interesting. You said you thought he's on the ground. I always I never thought he's on the ground ever when I looked at that cover. I thought oh, really? Was, uh, on a wall, actual wall or just, yeah, he's just standing. I think it's a pretty cool cover. I like the way Tex draws Wolverine's hair. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little Tex, more. He's really stylized with Wolverine, we should say, listeners. Yes. Uh, he's definitely one of the artists that. Went to all it, uh, went to brought a, brought the level up to ten on kind of accentuating <laughs> certain features and making right. uh, his own real his own patented uh, his version of Wolverine. Yeah, I got nothing to say at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, what's your review and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I like the art. Um, I mean, I think he pretty much covered it. I mean, he. He gets kind of stuck in the past, like in a almost like a mental feedback loop. Um, it's interesting, like when they go in his room and there's like claw marks all over the sheets and the walls. Um, you know, of course, Jubilee's worried about him. And you see all these like cultural icons from the past, right? There's like Howdy Doody, uh, Elvis Presley is <laughs> on the bus later. Uh, there's like a stained glass window of Star Trek. And uh, I, I uh, love yeah, all, the, all the pop culture, uh, totally flooded scenes of that hotel he's going into, that coming mm-hmm. like Flophouse Motel he's going into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so straight. That was really strange. Kind of, it's kind of creepy and unsettling. <laughs> they were all those old celebrities. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I really like the panel. So when he, I guess, mentally falls into the pinball machine. There's a panel of him screaming with the red lines in the fire. That looks really cool. Um, that was weird. Take some more acid creative team. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Holy he's, holy. he's got this angel who's, who's playing a harp. And then um, the other standout, I guess, art for me was the one when they go back and he wakes up in the page with him. Like standing on his bed with his claws out, and then on the bottom, like in almost a spray paint, it's like Terry Adams across the bottom. And that's a really nice page. Yeah, and then like which, I said, which, he, which one was it again? Um, in the physical copy, it, oh, I don't have page he's numbers. In, he's in the ho- he's in the hotel room or the mansion. It's uh, he's in the mansion. So he's we have the flashback of it when, when Xavier went in his head and saw like the spikes and the tree with the radiators. Yeah. And all that stuff. And then the next page is a big, like, middle panel of Wolverine screaming Terry Adams on his bed, like the walls purple. Um, oh, okay, like, I see it. I see it and, now. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, hunched over. It's a really nice, really nice page. Um, like that specific panel? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Looking at it now. And then, yeah, he goes to goes to Russia. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
the Kennedys and Castro were also on the bus. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's um, What's the reasoning? Uh, do you think? I think it's just to show motivation. All this. Yeah, I think it's just to show that Wolverine's mind is in the '60s because, of course, all those people were popular oh, and alive. Like, now I guess no, Kennedy was already dead, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just showing that Wolverine's losing his marbles. <laughs> I didn't know why it was so pop culture heavy. Right. Yeah, I think it's just trying to set set the difference between like reality and Wolverine feeling like he was in the past. But yeah. yeah, then he gets his his colorful underwear from the ex KGB guys, and that's the end. So I had written down here, and uh, I wrote down. It, I thought this issue was awful. I oh no! Pretty, <laughs> I thought it was pretty <laughs> abysmal. <laughs> I thought it was pretty abysmal, and uh, it was all out of order and mixed up, potion style. You know that kind of storytelling, mm-hmm. like purposely doing it uh, and I found that very hard to follow and put it into chronological order in your head and frankly it just I didn't think it was very good I didn't think it was really worth putting in the effort to try to put it together in my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah man the art was dismal I thought oh no and, okay and I like I like text um, like 60 to 65 I look back and wasn't quite as good as I remember, but right. I think it was better than these issues. I looked back and compared. Yeah, it was just like pretty, pretty uh, bland. People in that motel, their skin tone, everything's all white. It's barely drawn in that hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man, all this motel. <laughs> yeah, pretty. I thought it was pretty simple. Uh, yeah, didn't think it was that great, man. Okay. Am I well, being um... a I don't know. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're definitely. Okay. Everyone has their own opinion, and I, you know, I agree with you. I didn't like it as much as the arc before, but I think I liked it better than you did. Um, I still thought the I still thought the art was pretty fun, pretty good. I like the idea of, of Wolverine trying to connect to this mission in the past. But yeah, um, so I graded all three of these the same. Do you want to grade as we go, or do you want to wait and grade it at the end? I have a different one for everyone. Okay, so what should, all right. Well, what should I go ahead then? Yeah, go ahead. So, what did you have for sixty-six? Okay, I had a one. I had a one out of six. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. We're gonna be pretty different then. Um, <laughs> I was a uh, four out of six clause. So. Um, okay. Yeah. Four out of six. Right. Fair enough. Ed. I did not like it. I did not like it there. No problem. There's better Wolverine comics out there. <laughs> yes. Ah. Uh, yeah. I would agree with that. All right. Okay. So then. Well, then let's move on to sixty-seven. <laughs> Get that behind us. All right. Um, sixty-seven is. Let's see. A little bit different creative team. This one has Jimmy Palmiotti on the inks, and you can tell it's a little cleaner. And then on this, I really like this cover. So it's almost like a uh, spatter, like like ink spatter. The text does sometimes, but it's Wolverine charging at the viewer. It's really dark, inked really heavily with the splash of yellow. And, of course, the red like action lines, and it says Valley of Death on the front. Uh, what do you think of this cover? That's the best cover of these three, I think. I like this yes. one's pretty good. So, no, like, it's not amazing, but so it, I like some of those other ones from 60 to 65, like that mm-hmm. uh, 61 or 62 one where the uh, ski, the 
that helmet Shiva. is shooting the uh-huh. Kirby crack. Shiva, thank you. Shiva helmet is shooting the Kirby crack up at him. I really like cover looking back. But yeah, uh, yeah this the, I think it's the best one out of these three. Okay, cool. All right. Well, in this one, Wolverine wakes up and gets dressed because some dogs are chewing on his leg. Uh, his mind is in 1967 on a mission to kill Terry Adams. Uh, back at the mansion, Xavier has regret while Jubilee cleans up Wolverine's room. Uh, Wraith had confirmed that Maverick was the lead agent on the Adams uh, mission. Uh, Cyclops, Colossus, and Psylocke find Maverick, who is on the case of a serial killer hunting mutants. By the way, that does not get resolved in this story at all. Um, <laughs> so while Wolverine hallucinates his way across the desert, uh, the KGB ex-border guards are informed that they left a handsome hand bounty laying in the desert. So they go back to find Logan's body so they can collect their reward. Uh, Maverick informs the X-Men that Terry Adams is really the uh, Turatum Russian Space Center. I think I said that right. Um, and um, Terry- I did. That word was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, was in, I- it was in the dialogue so much. Right. And so basically the uh, the team just called it Terry Adams because it was easier to say. Um, he also oh, that's re- why it was called Terry Adams? Yeah, I that's why it. you can't. Right, yeah. So Teru, Teru Adam or Triadam or whatever, um, however you say that in Russian, they couldn't say it much like I cannot say it. So they nicknamed it Terry Adams and that's how they referred to it so they knew what to say. Um, okay, I, I, that was the first time I learned that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So uh Maverick also reveals that they've added extra security since nineteen sixty seven. For example, a minefield. Dun dun dun. So they're worried that Wolverine's gonna blow his little legs off. Um yeah. the so, landmines. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh the X team grab Iceman and the Blackbird to go save go save Wolverine. Uh, just as Wolverine arrives at the launch pad, the KGB X uh, soldiers catch up to him in an armored car. Of course, that doesn't stop adamantium claws. So uh, Wolverine and the truck in a bad attitude uh, get clearance on the base. Uh, he meets the daughter of Epsilon Red, who looks identical to his guardian angel. It turns out that was her mom. And Wolvie has been down this road before, and we will find out next issue what that all means. All right. 67. Let's see. Let's see. But that's a, that's a cool concept, I thought, that a telekinetic could be levitating themselves at the moment of death. And even though they died, their power still works for a while. Like a chicken yeah. getting its head cut off and still running for a while. Yeah, that was cool. So what Fast referring to is uh, when they meet Maverick, He's hunting this mutant serial killer, and the victim that he is is at is this woman in a hotel room, and she's floating because when she was killed, her power took over and, and levitated her. So it's a pretty cool scene. Moment of death. He was in the middle of, tele- like, hovering. Right. Yeah. And did you notice in this issue, uh, this issue confirms it. Uh, that a mutant with a healing factor would eventually die with nothing to eat or drink. Yeah, they definitely they go into that so that he needs. Actually, like going, you know, Larry Hammond, of course, 
uh, Mr. Explain Everything goes into the science of it and uh, talks about how, you know, Wolverine needs proteins and yeah, enzymes and really water to, to fuel his healing factor. Otherwise, it'll quit working. So, yeah. so I thought it was pretty people, interesting. Take that, people on the internet. I always, right? I always, uh, <laughs> always shout at the mountaintop that, like, I think Wolverine should, you know, it's more fun if he has some limits, you know? Let's not... Yes. People get ridiculous with him. I think uh, he would die if, like, he's stranded somewhere with no food or water eventually. And right. that uh, scene in the movies when he can he was underwater for how long? I don't know how long. <laughs> how, do you know? No, just indefinitely. Just underwater for like months or something, and they pull him <laughs> up out of the water, and he just coughs a couple times, and he's alive again. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, I do think you can definitely tell a difference uh, with Jimmy Palmiotti on the inks. This is the art is a lot more easy to decipher. It's a lot cleaner. The lines are bolder for the most part. I really like the scenes with the vultures. There's a couple of different scenes. There's mm-hmm. the one at the, at the beginning where you know we get a snicked with as he you know goes after the wild dogs and the vultures are outside. Like, yeah. That is a good one. The snicks right above big red snicker above the vulture's head. Yeah, yeah, like off panel. It's pretty cool. And then of course you get the the double page splash of him and his his skivvies, uh, you know, getting the dogs off of his leg. Um, yeah, that's then, so, so dumb with the tidy whities on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not my proudest moment of over. <laughs> <laughs> of all the panels, I, if I wanted to, like, here, this guy's cool because of this. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> And then he gets his costume on. He's like, huh, this feels familiar. And, um, and I like, uh, I like uh, Larry Hammett having a little fun because the angel, of course, recognizes Wolverine from the modern day and says, it's a Wolverine costume. And Wolverine's like, didn't know them when her fur balls came in this color scheme. <laughs> like, who's yeah, so seen it? Just be brown normally. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought when I read that sentence. They are just like brown animals, you know. So why yeah. ever it is? Why ever did this iconic character end up in this like bright yellow <laughs> thing? Anyway, so well, I guess he started. No, he started in the yellow, right? Yeah, right. starting started yellow, yellow blue. blue. Um, so he was in the bright thing right from the start, not met anything uh, similar to the actual animal. Right. And then eventually That's why the brown, like, yeah. brown costume. Yeah, that's why I like the brown costume so much. It is more more in the motif. More closer to the animal? Is right. Why you like it? Or? Yeah. Yeah, plus it just looks cool. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, the be- I thought the best part was Wolverine pretending he's dead so he can get a vulture to walk up to him and yeah. take a bite. And the second he does, he gets close enough, he grabs him and just start- and grabs him, kills him, and starts eating the bird because he needs yeah. something to eat. <laughs> uh, I thought that was the uh, number one thing in the issue for me. Yeah, it's a pretty badass scene. It's uh, pretty great. Because all those vultures are like, oh, we got a free meal. And he even lets them like, get a little chunk <laughs> out of him before he, he rips them with a scream and a, a nice gross chop and crunch as he bites oh. into the bird. It's a... Uh, it's, the sound effects kind of bring it to life there. <laughs> it kind of puts you in the scene. Chomp, crunch. Uh, and that shot, the very bottom panel, that's like the best panel of these three issues, I think. I think that's like a... It's a good shot. panel. 
It's a good panel. I really like the detail eye. and the mask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan in general when their eyes are always just white. Like, takes me out of it. Maybe I'm an abnormal comic fan. I, I always found that strange with like comics in general, or it could be an X Men thing, isn't it? An X Men specific thing. Uh, they're white and kind of semi tied into some talk of maybe that a mutant thing. All mutants eyes do that when at the moment of using their power. It's like possibly. Uh, Batman usually has white eyes as well, so I think oh, it's just okay. kind of a mask thing. I like. I like both, right? I like when kind of when it's far away, it's more of a just blank color, but then when you get close up, you can see more of the detail. So I like, I like, just like a distance from the lens, lens eye. When right. the artist chooses it close enough, it meets the range to choose to point <laughs> it out or not. Right. Here, I got something else. Uh, that, so that was the first. I think the second close thing was. Wolverine getting ran over by a tank while underneath, like pulls himself out of the track instantly, somehow, and uh, cuts cuts through the bottom of a tank, listeners, and pops yes. up and kills all the drivers. Yeah, that scene <laughs> of him scratching through the floor of the tank is an awesome panel. That's a great panel. Uh, just another pretty uh, cool one. If it was like a '80s action movie here, <laughs> '80s action movie or something, <laughs> right? Two pretty macho cool scenes in a row there. Yeah. And, uh, I'd love to know the number of total times Wolverine has ever said the word Darwin. <laughs> uh, Pat, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as like as far as catchphrase, he kind of known for and says like, if you got a cold stat on the number, it would be like Darwin's what he's ever said more than anything besides saying any kind of other phrase like pumpkin all the time. Or, right. Or the behind the best there is that what I do, saying that one. Just cold stats of someone actually counted, it definitely darling. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he ever says does he ever say the word darling once in the movies? I I, I, I would think the answer would be zero or one. I try to remember if in origins he says that to Silver Fox or not. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, but but you're right uh, though. It is it, is very, very little. Yeah. If, Maybe not at all. That, he says that word so many times in the <laughs> comics. He does. Like, if you actually read it, the issues is like, Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl, every sentence, any time <laughs> talking to a woman or a girl. That was my closing thought. And okay, I got my reading. I got my reading ready. Whenever right. you're ready. Yeah, what you got for 67? I got three out of five for that one. Okay, so you went up a decent amount there. Good. Uh, right, and I'm gonna stay at four, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna be pretty oh, consistent. There. Right. These are the same. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna take us to sixty-eight. Okay. Um, I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Switch it over here and comic rack. I'm using on Windows. Okay. Epsilon Red, Jason. This guy. Epsilon Red, not to be confused with Omega Red. Yeah. Oh. The issues you make me read. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's a synopsis. Got to take a drink here, listeners. Podcasting's harder than you think. <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. He flashbacks to an old mission in 1968 at a Russian space center to kill someone. Epsilon Red. He's a cross between Doctor Octopus and Omega Red. Yeah, or that's a think good, it, good comparison. Or just think he's like Dr. Octopus, but at the end of each of the four uh, tentacles, he has a different, like, disarming <laughs> device. One is 
for shooting out flakes. One on the end of one, it looked like pliers. Uh, yeah, and one is like a spinning buzzsaw, of course, because if you're a villain, super villain, you gotta have that. Like if you want right. to slice some people up. Yeah. And one and one is a screwdriver. Everyone <laughs> just looks like a like a normal ass everyday Phillips screwdriver on the end. That's yes, it does. <laughs> Not even anything deadly. It's a screwdriver head. Like I, I may need to put some batteries in my toy. Hold on. In your what, sir? And he may need to put some batteries in his kid's okay. toy. Yeah. The batteries. <laughs> And Wolf goes, Wolverine goes to slash Epsilon Red, and Epsilon Red steps in front of the attack. Uh, Wolverine slashes the face of a pregnant lady. That's, uh, that's a bad mark on his resume. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly he's back in the present moment, standing in the same position with the current day Epsilon Red. I'm going to say that word so many times. Epsilon is, uh, Epsilon is the telepath. Epsilon is the telepath, apparently, I wrote, and looks in Wolverine's mind to see what's the problem. Tells him his mind is clogged with false implants and blocks. And yeah, there's blocks on some real memories that he can permanently, are permanently blocked. And also that he's in the middle of a time slip and he thinks he is in 1968. Epsilon Red uses his power to show Wolverine what really happened that day in 1968. Um, 1968, Wolverine was there about to kill Epsilon Red when Sabretooth Kool-Aid man through the wall, telling Wolverine <laughs> that his mission is being aborted. Sabretooth tells Wolverine to go first and he'll be right behind him. Sabretooth kill, then kills Epsilon Red's pregnant. So that's a rough mark on Sabretooth's resume. Yeah. Both theirs aren't doing so good. So, <laughs> and uh, more lady violence, a couple issues. <laughs> Right. A lot of that with like that girl in the motel room, a violent porn, you know. Back in the present day, Epsilon goes back in Wolverine's mind and removes as many of the blocks as he can. And he brings an undescribed amount more of his memory back. It said he gets some of his memories back. Yep. And uh, yeah, no more descriptors. The X-Men arrive and pick up Wolverine and take him back home. And then it shows Epsilon Red snuck onto the space shuttle and it launches into space and he deal with that because that's his natural physical habitat uh, <laughs> right. way of being the scientist adjusted his body to be if, by the way if I didn't say that later in the comic it turns out Epsilon's daughter was the one that actually had the telepathy power in that room I thought that's what it said I don't know yes. if I'm right she yeah, was right. the one uh, she was the one all along Lee Wolverine on this uh, mission telepathically manipulating him from afar she did it all to get information about Sabretooth's current location out of Wolverine's mind. That's what it said. Yep. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so um, <laughs> a couple of things that worth mentioning there is um, I thought it was funny that they talk about how, you know, Epsilon Red's priority mission was scrubbed because the Americans got to the moon first. Um, and so that's why then Wolverine's mission was also scrubbed because he didn't need to kill him anymore because he didn't matter. He basically became irrelevant. And yeah, you're right. So he had attacked Epsilon Red's wife, but didn't really kill her. But then Sabretooth killed her, but the daughter survived. And of course, she has this big plan of vengeance. Um, I think it's interesting because... As far as I can tell, and you just read these again, so maybe you read it differently. 
And I, I know in hindsight, we know it's not true. But when I read issue 64, I read that as though the the reader of that time was supposed to believe that Sabretooth died with Cyborg. In Is that 64? how you read that? Yeah. Say that one more time. Yeah, so at the end of 64, when that pharaoh guy turns into this, this cyborg guy, PSI okay. cyborg, I know what you mean. Yep. Um, there's, basically he like folds in on himself, and Sabretooth was with him. So the idea then was that Sabretooth was snuffed out when Cyborg was. Now, we know that's not going to last, but... If I'm reading issue 68 in real time when it came out, my assumption would have been that Sabretooth was off the board. and then, But then this daughter, very understandably, wants to find him and get her revenge. So I'm really curious to see how they, how they explain him showing back up. And I don't remember what they do, but um, I definitely want to be, be following along with that. Is that how you read 64? Why, why doesn't someone say to her... Or like that he's not around anymore, you mean? Yeah. Right, right. Oh, okay. And why Wolverine has a last location. I mean the last location we saw was on when when Cyborg died and Sabretooth was there with him. So and I don't remember when they wrapped that I don't think that comes back until the Sabretooth miniseries. So I'm just really curious to see what they what they do there. But is that how you read sixty four? That Sabretooth was that removed from the picture, and you read it differently. You know, I don't. I didn't like look through it. Uh, That's cool. That's cool. Today, just like skip, just looking through those uh, five. Not as uh, not as like one for one as looking through these. Yeah, right. today. I no problem. That. No problem. But yeah, uh, there is a cool thing that that he does too, though. Uh, there's that scene. Uh, where is it? Um, do do do. So after. And kind of explain what's going on. There's that scene where all the soldiers jump into the bunker. They're going to kill everybody. And Wolverine jumps. It's a pretty cool scene of Wolverine jumping. And there's like a green background. And he gets a double snicked. And he gets a zash zash swish. And you think he killed the guys. Then you turn the page. And he's just standing there. And he slowly pulls his claws back in. And the guys are standing there about to shoot. And all their guns fall apart. So there's a there's a scene you know Hama uh, his other major or maybe main major kind of uh, input to comics is the GI Joe comic and of course yeah. uh, one of my favorite characters in in fiction is Snake Eyes. Before this, in an early issue of GI Joe, he had done a scene where Snake Eyes is training and he's you know doing some sword fighting and they got these like dummies right mm-hmm. and he, he slices them up. And uh, I think it's Storm Shadow he's training with, but whoever he's training with is like, oh, the great, great Snake Eyes missed his target, and then Snake Eyes. Oh, it all falls apart. Yeah, (laughs) Snake (laughs) Eyes stops his foot and the head falls off. So, so Hama has uh, he lets Wolverine kind of do the same trick. Thought that was kind of cool. Okay, right on. I don't have a whole lot. What did you think of those? I don't. I don't have any. Uh, I don't. Well, I got oh, yeah. uh, yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, I like the idea of Wolverine kind of being lost in the past, right? Like his mind, as he starts to unlock memories, like Professor X unlocks or tries to unlock a memory, and it kind of backfires, right? Like I like that idea. I like the drama of him 
kind of getting so like he finally gets the memory back and then gets so lost and he can't tell what's going on. I know that's that's a cool touch, a cool like psychological, like almost torture for Wolverine. It's like he's he's had these memories gone for so long, and then once he finally starts getting them back, he can't just be like, oh, I'm just gonna kind of you know journal my memories. Like they really mess them up when they come back, and so I I like that idea. Like in which way did they mess him up? Well, I mean, obviously, like instead of him just you know being like, oh, okay, cool, that's what happened. You know, he he goes crazy. Yeah. He cuts up his room. You know, ruins his nice bed sheets, <laughs> and then goes off to Russia to but try to this, finish this, this mission. That week, this... I bet Xavier's had to go to IKEA every time and buy a new pair. Goddamn grumbling right. on it. <laughs> right. I'm sure Wolverine's <laughs> betting budget was pretty pretty through the roof anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Every time he has a nightmare, his stats is fellow. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, just, what was the next thing you were you started to say that I think? Yeah, I just, I just like the idea of his, even while well, you would say it's positive to get your memory back, you know what's going on. Yeah. You, from Wolverine, even that positive experience is not positive. And I think it just kind of goes to kind of Hammer continuing to put Wolverine through the emotional ringer. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of what he does ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty rough run of yeah. issues here. Yeah. And, uh, average Marvel comic character. Right. You know, and, and the and text two are... Two in a week? Come on. That's a yeah, bad week. right. That is a bad week. <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, yeah, and then art-wise, you know, text is definitely kind of stylized and sketchy, but I felt like it was kinetic. And has some good action, so yeah. Heavy, um, heavy dark, ink, heavy dark ink there, and yes, pretty, uh, kind of almost muddy. I feel like it's the word to say. Yeah, yeah, I I don't disagree. I should, in general, I should say I'm gonna tell you my new late current day review of Mark after Champion for so many years. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I when when I own the physical issues of one to sixty six listeners and I just loved them in those they stood up to me so much that they pop out the page um, I remember reading a lot of those like in the backyard in the sun in a lawn chair right you know that looks so good a comic out like just sitting in a sunny day <laughs> <laughs> and I thought his art was really different and yeah I think it just uh, really caught me how different it, and he, how stylized his Wolverine version was and yeah but going Going through these again, I think I was looking at his art in a bit of rose, rose-colored glasses. <laughs> well, it, just, because, it, uh, it may have hit a different sensibility six, for you. Yeah, because I, I remember thinking 60 to 65 were just like the pinnacle of that series, and going back through them for this, I was like, eh, it's pretty <laughs> little, kind of light and stuff, not colored it in the background. Not, not the backgrounds aren't too exciting. Right. I think, uh, I think like current day current day X comics like House of X, Powers of X, that series, like those twelve issues. I thought those mm-hmm. those are just so mind boggling good and yes. so like digital sharp colors and everything in what these modern yeah. day comics that it just it makes it a little hard now <laughs> after after that after you get the bar raised to go back and look at some old issues that you had such fond memories of the first time before you ever read those other better ones. Right. <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah. That's what happened with me. Yeah, I think that's a very fair assessment. It's definitely a different different time and different style. Um, 
You know, and, yeah, and probably, text, super, probably super good for the super good in cutting edge for the time. This is I, I think it's something You know, if you look at the first page of sixty-eight, uh, Wolverine has baby arms. I mean, that's not good. <laughs> oh, the first first page. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He does for sure. Yeah. His, the tor- torsos are uh, ridiculous. They're all very. Everyone's very long. Uh-huh. Everyone and longer than tall, and I feel like uh, he uses a lot of like interesting perspective, diagonal, diagonally up, down from like a really low height. I'm looking at right now with the yeah. baby arms. It's, like it looks like the camera lens, <laughs> like six inches off the ground. The inverse of that, he's got like higher up diagonal down shots with people look, looking really stretched and longer than the torso. Definitely very stylized for sure. So, yeah. Some it works. Some That's what I thought about that. <laughs> All right. Well, when did you want to grade uh, 68? I wrote down, I thought these three issues were are bleak and grim and kind of like a trippy bad drug trip. <laughs> like a big bad acid trip. <laughs> right. And kind of a bummer to read, to be perfectly honest. Aww, it's got a, I find it a lot grim and unsettling. Or read something happier today. <laughs> and uh, anyways, there's I think there's better issues of the volume two out there, and I gave this one a two out of five. Okay, so you kind of you started really low, went a little higher, and then went back down a little bit. All right, yeah, one, fair one, enough. One three, one three two. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I definitely I, agree. How, how about you? Uh, I will stay at my four. Um, so I just kind of graded the whole. Whole story is one. Um, yeah, uh, I I agree that the the arc before this was probably a little stronger, right? Um, a little more linear in the story, um, but I, I think this does set up some some trauma and just kind of um, psychological issues for Wolverine that I, I'm interested to see how they how they play out. So, but anyway. Fair I, enough. You like yeah. it? You like it? <laughs> it's all good. Okay, man. That's cool. I think the writer was just making the story um, Larry, my good friend on Facebook. I got him on Facebook. Nice. I, thought, I felt like uh, I felt like the story, though, was complicated and confusing on purpose, thinking that would make <laughs> for a good making, thinking that would make for a good story. Right. Uh, Laying the mystery uh, down. And a story that is out of order, like Pulp Fiction, felt like he was clearly going for that. And like, I feel like a writer would put together a story and it'd be a linear version and they would slice up some, trim some chunks of it and just mix it up once or twice to it. And they feel like that would make it for a more interesting comic read from cover to the other cover anyways. And for whatever reason, but it could be, it could work sometimes. I don't mean to rag on Larry here too much. And uh, I just thought it's enough with the confusing, convoluted, brain-hurting storylines, one after <laughs> the other, just finally got through the big reveal of the stuff from 60 to 65. Right. And that's that the series has been moving up to, and I felt like that was like the ape. I felt like that was like the apex of the volume two here of Wolverine. Okay. And I feel like it was all coming together towards like well, towards like say obviously 52, but you kind of like didn't get. All the answers, like you thought you're going to in fifty, 
Right. Remember reading my first time through and being frustrated, and but then <laughs> and then I kept reading, just being patient, and finally like got to these like sixty to sixty five, and that's when I finally like uh, finally gave up all the goods and just like let all the secrets. I felt like, and uh, that that the series has been moving up to, and then the next storyline storyline of these issues is going for the same kind of thing. Um, you think just after all of those confusing stories they would want to take like a break of that <laughs> and mix it up and have a more easily understandable storyline next that's what i'm trying to say jason i feel like 68 65 is big all confusing things trying to get all the secrets for them and they kind of figure that out you think there'd be like a break issue like one of those quieter x-men issues when it's just <laughs> right. quite a quiet care building issue but no, but uh no it just goes into this next next crazy ridiculous thing with this epsilon epsilon red character and Russia or whatever some and uh just another like confusing uh story and it's kind of hard to follow and hurt my dumb brain anyways <laughs> but very good well awesome well pat man thank you so much for coming back on i really appreciate it um, for sure jason thank you and sorry that this was yeah, not as <laughs> yeah i hope you had a good time i know it sounds like it wasn't your favorite issues but I hope you still had had a pleasant experience here on the Snickcast. So I totally did, man. I just awesome. fun to be on. Just be fun to be on, and I don't see, mean to be a Debbie Downer. I just no, no, no. I, Not I every comic can I be great. I wasn't crazy about those comics. <laughs> <laughs> I've read a shit ton of comics, listeners, and yeah, yeah. So you gotta be reasonably gotta be honest. Here and there. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, getting my straight dry answer of what I thought about today. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, anything you want to, anything going on you want to tell the listeners about? Nothing. Nothing, okay. man. <laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> uh, obviously for the uh, for the podcast that goes snitch, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at Snitcast. Yeah, I guess uh, just everyone, you know, as we continue to navigate through the beginning of 2021 with all the crazy stuff going on, please everyone stay well, stay safe. Uh, Pat, again, thank you for coming back on. I really appreciate it. Darlin, uh, anytime, Pumpkin. <laughs> well, you yes, got, I, got, I got Darlin and Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said Squall. I don't oh, too harsh, but there you go. No, that's all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I had hopped up the Google Doc to remember to call you those three, any of those three words throughout it, and I totally just forgot it until just now, so I'm glad I got it in. I read first it. First line says, refer to Jason Schroeder, the podcast as either Darlin' Pumpkin or Squaw throughout. 